we have here today? <clears throat> Somebody was asking me about, do you really think, you really think that Trump can do it? I want to go back to what my correspondent in Thailand was telling me earlier. Now, for my crusader bros that are Baptists, Presbyterians, evangelicals, uh, non-denominational, whatever uh, you, you may be, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, keeps you from the Catholic faith is, I believe, is the devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, it is something that I basically committed and dedicated my life to explain to uh, any, anyone that will listen to me that it's not an adoration. You know, it's not a it's not a glorification. It's not a worship. It's a relationship with a mother, the mother. And if you go to her and say, Mother, I am struggling with this. I can't work it out on my own. Will you aid and assist me? She will. Anyone at any state in their life. There's a saying amongst Catholics that a child of Mary is never lost, can never be lost. Once you hold your hand up and go like, okay, look, I'm not, I'm not Catholic. I'm not confirmed or anything, but I really need some help. I heard Mike Church, or I heard Rusty, or I heard David, or her brother, or I heard somebody in there. I read somebody in the chat room saying that I could reach out to you. Okay, I'm gonna just gonna trust those guys because they're my buds, they're my bros. Will you help me? You're gonna be shocked, but she will. There's also something though to just the type that is a mother. A lot of people in the secular world lately have shown us the devotion to the BVM really angers them. They are incensed over it because they know it's her heel that crushes the head of the snake. I'm going to give you two examples. One is the lovely wife of Justice Clarence Thomas, Jenny Thomas, Virginia Thomas. They hate her. They despise that woman. She is a traditional Catholic. She's a great wife and mother to, to Justice Thomas. She's his most ardent supporter. And I will wager you that in the Thomas household, she is his confidant and because she's running that household while he's out Supreme Court justicing, you know, he can rely upon that. But he goes to his wife and his mother, too, for assistance, in addition to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And this is why the Liptar demonic left hates her so much. They see the BVM in her. Example number two, Melania Trump. There can be no doubt that you can see in the grace that she comports herself with publicly and in her beauty. And she is a mater. She's a mother. She dotes over young Baron, her child. That you can see the flowing grace. And we know that there are rosaries that belong to Melania. We know there were rosaries that were prayed in the White House. We know that she invited Father, Father and, he, and he accepted Father Paul Scalia to the White House to bless it 
after the Obamas left and the Trumps moved in. We know that there was a statue of Our Lady of Fatima in the White House. We know that she told President Trump, her husband, put the statue of St. Michael, the Archangel, however she said it in her Slovenian, on your credenza. He will protect you. They, and remember Maggie, in the Christmas tree display, the beauty of, of, of how she had the West Wing decorated with the Christmas, with the trees and the nativities and all that. There's a simple Marian beauty and quality to Melania, and they hate her. They despise her. So for those that say, well, Trump, Trump does that. Yeah, but guys, and he does, and it's disappointing. And you wish that he didn't. Yep. To the embrace of the homo agenda. Yep. To the jab. There are other things. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. We got Melania. You got Melania. She's there. Am I saying that Melania runs? Nope. Nope. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the influence... The Blessed Virgin Mary is there in the Trump household. You know, all of you out there should be saying, if you're saying a rosary every day or any kind of prayer life, ask the, the uh, Our Lady to convert Trump. There should be a conversion as big as Constantine. You got a Catholic Donald Trump going into the White House. You think they hate him now? <laughs> this would be, I believe as powerful to the world, or certainly, certainly to the Western world, as Constantine. Has this not dawned on anyone? Why are we not having no Venus for the conversion of Trump, of President Trump? Not just for the fact that it's an act of charity to aid and assist in saving from eternal perdition and damnation one's soul for the kingdom of God. I mean, you do that out of an act of charity anyway, but think of the implications for you and your children. Why are we doing this anyway? And I was reminded, I told someone the story the other day, and they looked at me as if I had three heads, and the one in the center was square and purple. He did not know that Father Ian Bozant of New Orleans, Louisiana, who's now with the Fraternal Society of St. Peter, is in at St. Alphonsus Liguori in the middle of the worst section in all of Baltimore, but their Father Ian is, and Father Ian Bozant asked President Trump to consecrate the United States to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in September of 2020. Father Bozant did not want to go on air, but he did grant me an interview. You can you can uh, listen to it. Search for B-O-Z-A-N-T at crusadechannel.com. And I will I uh, will recount to you the uh, uh, my father my my uh, my conversation with Father Bozan, and I asked him like, well, how would this work? Doesn't does Trump have to do it? Does he have to be a Catholic? He goes, no, no, he doesn't have no, he doesn't have to. All he has to do is say yes, I'll do it. He goes, I, I yeah, and he had it written out. He wrote it out. We were this close <laughs> to that actually happening. I, I'm sure that Beazelbub and the boys. Worked and rallied overtime to see to it that that didn't happen with all the, the, the tumult that was the uh, election of 2020. 
But it was right there. It was on the docket, and Father Bozan thought it was worthy that that he thought uh, he, he trusted in Our Lady enough that he thought it could happen. Then he actually wrote the consecration prayer. And yes, I interviewed him, and he confirmed it, and he told me all about how the process would have worked. So keep that in mind when you throw those stones and uh, you say things to certain people about uh, wishing for uh, Trump to die because of the vaccine and, and, and this and the other. These are not very Christian things to say to begin with. And second of all, where's your theological virtue of hope? Third of all, do you actually say the Our Father? And if you do, do you mean it? Do you mean that part? Or you just go through the motion and say it. Because there is a serious act in there. Isn't there? When you say, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. Do you really mean it? And I mean, that's a serious question there. And I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but I know people because they have told me personally Forcefully, I might even say vulgarly, things about President Trump. And I understand. Where's your mercy? Where's the mercy? Why don't we have any hope for the future? Why is it always, rah, 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 rah? yeah, well, what, would, what did you do? What have you done? So is that an endorsement of Trump for president? I think at this juncture, first, do no harm. It's the best shot that we have. You don't think that you did it? Well, you know, unless Bishop Strinkley is going to run for president, which I might get completely and totally behind that campaign, uh, there's an enemy that I know. He ain't perfect. Uh, will he get some things right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, was it biased four more years to succeed, 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 maybe? Does it stop most of the Biden, if not all the Biden regime and the diabolical agenda? Most of it. But you go ahead and let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So having said that, you're going to go like, why are you playing the Trump clips? Well, I think he gets it right about Ukraine. Play digital media file number six, please. Let's start with that one, Maggie. This is, he's in, now look, yeah, I know he's asked by Hannity. And I go like, okay, why Hannity, dude? Why not Mike Church? Why not? Why don't, Anybody but Hannity, really? Yeah, I mean, we'll take Tommy over Hannity. <laughs> hey, uh, we're sending this guy named Tommy into your interview uh, today, uh, Mr. President. Who's Tommy and why do I care? Wait a minute. I heard he likes hamburgers. I heard he's a meat guy. That's okay. <laughs> Send Tommy in. <laughs> Try this McDouble with Beast and Butt Rub. <laughs> Try this Trump Double with Beast and Butt Rub. Here, now, he's asked a question about Ukraine. I think this is probably, of all the answers that I've heard, including Vivek Ramaswamy's, including Ron DeSantis's, who is amazing, walking that line out there, I don't want to go too far, oh, the Iranians must pay. This, I think, is probably just the most, uh, okay, from, if you just asked some guy on the street that had a really bold opinion about what ought to happen in Ukraine, and you would like to, as a non-neocon, non-warmongering, just war theory practicing, uh, faith, hope, and charity, theological virtue practicing Christian, I think this is probably pretty close to what you would say. Hey, you have said very boldly, you could end this Ukrainian-Russia yeah. war in 24 hours. Yeah. 
How? So I know Zelensky very well because he was very honorable with the fake phone call, impeachment hoax number one. They said I made a phone call to him and I was very threatening. I wasn't at all. I was actually very nice. I was congratulating him on a victory. But when they asked him, they said, did you, were you threatened? He didn't even know what they were talking about. He was very honorable. He could have done grandstand and said, yeah, I felt threatened. I felt threatened. He didn't do that. And as you know, I get along very well with Putin. I would tell Putin, got to settle. I would tell Zelensky, you got to settle. I would tell one, you're going to load up with money. I'd tell the other, you're not going to get any money. I would get a settlement in 24 hours. Now, it should have never happened. You have thousands, hundreds of thousands of dead people right now. Hundreds of thousands. You have cities that are obliterated. Right I don't know if you've ever seen the cities after they finish with the rockets. You have cities with no buildings standing. It looks like just a demolition zone. It's so horrible. Sad. And you know, and then they'll say two people were hurt. No, hundreds of people and thousands of people were killed. You're going to find out when this whole thing is over that the number of people killed is far greater than they tell you. They're not telling you the truth. Many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are dying. These cities are being obliterated. And basically they say, what's your stance? Are you for Russia or are you for... I'm for one thing very simple. I want to stop people from getting killed and I'll have it stop fast. Okay, now, now I want you to listen to the applause. Again, go back to the Family Alliance conference on Friday. There is an obvious, very Ron Paulian anti-war sentiment that is running through this GOP round of contenders, contenders for the nomination. That is not nothing. That is not insignificant. There was a near standing ovation when Tim Scott said no American brutes on the ground. Ditto that for Vivek Ramaswamy when Nikki Haley said that uh, no American brutes on the ground. Now, look, they're couching this in language, and I, I'm not sure that they believe it. And I still think that, that Nikki Haley is probably a neocon or a Decepticon, as I call him. But the audience and the crowd, now this is who makes the primary. The base makes the primary. This is why SiriusXM should hire me back for the campaign for no other reason. That This would be my ninth campaign. I know how these things work. I've covered this stuff since 1992. The base picks, yes, uh, hey, all you petty foggers out there, God love you, you little heel sniping bastards. But all you little petty foggers out there, I know that the big money is who picks. I'm not stupid. I didn't just fall off a turnip truck. But the appearance and the general messaging of the campaign comes from and is aimed at the base. They want what's called political red meat. The Democrats side, they want people killed. They want babies and children mutilated and killed and murdered. Right? They want lives ruined. They want cities razed to the ground. Oh, they couch it in flowery language to the opposite, but they don't mean it. The red meat craving base, this go around, one, wants the votes actually counted and is not going to accept another defeat that they know is rigged. They don't, quite frankly, I think this is dangerous. They don't care how they get there. Two, it is obvious that the blue and gold Ukraine flag on all their social media is gone and they want an end because they've now enough has leaked into their ears from this show, from Tucker Carlson, from Scott Ritter and whoever else has done great work 
and exposing and actually trying to tell the actual story of what is actually really going on and how it happened between the Russians and the Ukrainians. They want this to end. Those applause lines at those events are not going away. And any candidate like Mike Pence, he's done. He is the neocon, Decepticons, Decepticon. You know, some people have been pointing out something that's very disturbing about Ron DeSantis, which is that he went all the way to Israel to go sign a bill that was passed in Florida. Well, obviously, without getting into the question and without bringing the guy into the discussion... I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay! Do you understand that? Is there, can we ask the question and ask it from a factual point of view, is there a cult of Zionists? Yes. You don't have to be Alex Jones to see that there is a cult of people that believe that Israel is the 51st state and that because of this and because of the destructive diabolical nature of the Schofield Bible, believe that is every quote Christian's duty to defend Israel. Well, they conflate Israel with what our Lord calls Jerusalem, which is the holy temple. It's the church. Whoa, would it be for every Protestant to say, yes, the Catholic Church, the church must be defended. Who's <laughs> What a great day that would be. But that's what's intended. Oh, but no, but Schofield points to a ge geography. Which is kind of interesting because if you're reading the Old Testament or if you read it as I have or I am reading it now, the Israelites don't really kind of stay in one place. They kind of wander around. The narrative of the Bible kind of wanders around. It wanders from Egypt. It goes to Nineveh. It goes to Jordan, to the River Jordan. It goes to the Sea of Galilee. It goes to Mount Carmel. It goes, it goes all over. It goes to Syria, Samaria. And the Israelites are kind of like wandering around. Where's the geography? Everybody knows that the state that was settled in 1948. People are raising the question about DeSantis over this, 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 this ties or this, this seems to be overt bromides or whatever acknowledges that he's making towards the Zionist. Well, I think there are enough people that have seen enough of this that know that the code language, well, we must protect our greatest ally and asset in the region. Let me ask you a question. Why don't we get any news anymore about the Corona doom and the life-saving that's going to save all the human race jab out of Israel. What happened? After the fourth mandated round, fourth, that's the second then booster for the Israelis. Dude, there is no news coming out of the country of Israel. You get news out of Palestine, they'll tell you all about what's going on there. What's happening? They can't talk about it, apparently. Apparently, the fallout from the Franken-Jab and four mandatory doses on that population. You heard Dr. McCullough here on Monday. You heard, you heard Dr. McCullough 
say about the tumor markers, the one that inhibits and the one that promotes, that the spike protein is reversing both of them. It's killing the inhibitor and it's spiking or making stronger the promoter. What's going on there? So people may have been or may be wondering, where do you come down on the issue to the dynasty? Well, I come down to say that it is a complete and total book that should be, for the most part, never read other than in a scholarly way to discredit it. The Schofield Bible that gives this stuff life. In any event, I don't want to get off on, the, on, on that tangent here. just wanted to kind of set that up because that question is going to come up. And other people are going to ask that question. Now, more Trump with uh, Hannity. <clears throat> Start with the one where he's asked about the... Didn't he answer a question about the indictment? Um... You say it's DeSantis. I thought Trump answered the question about the indictment, but I don't see it on here. He talked about, well, okay, well, well, play that one. Play digital media file number uh, number five. Now, that's only the stuff they found. There's a lot of other things, and there'll be some things that you never find, but there's a lot of other things. So he's getting millions of dollars illegally from China, and then you say, hey, they impeached me over a phone call that was perfect. Why aren't they impeaching Biden for receiving... Tens of millions of dollars. Why isn't he under impeachment? But they're going after him, and uh, the third or the fourth round now of the indictment supposedly is going to come down tomorrow. Supposedly he's supposed to report to a grand jury tomorrow in Miami for indictment and arrest number four or number three now. Uh, and again, this is the Biden Injustice Department, and the, and this is Biden doing this through the Attorney General. This is not the Attorney General acting on his own because he doesn't have any statutory authority whatsoever. Only the regime leader has the authority. This is taking and making a political war using the executive and judicial branches of the federal government of the United States to try and extinguish or exterminate a political opponent. And again, this is unethical, it's unconstitutional, it's immoral, it's in everything you can imagine, and yet the entire apparatus of the federal government is going to be brought to bear against Trump and his family. So again, those of you that hate the man so much, maybe the enemy of my enemy is my, en is my friend. Uh, you could just look at it from that point of view. Here, on the, 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 the subject here, and again, I think this is a grave mistake. I understand why they're doing it, but you can't take wrong wrong and make a right. You can't make an act of, uh, uh, you can't make good come out of an act of evil. He's asked by, asked by Hannity, all right, tell me about ballot harvesting. Are you for it? Republicans have been reluctant and resistant towards early voting, mail-in voting, and 
and they've also been resistant towards legal ballot harvesting, which Democrats have mastered, which is why they can hide in their basement, run hundreds of millions of dollars in ads, and, and never answer a press question or shake a hand or kiss a baby or do a town hall. My question is, do you now encourage and embrace early and voting, voting by mail, and legal ballot harvesting? I do, but I also have to say something else, because the one thing a lot of people, but this is important, including you, do. don't talk about, they also create phony ballots, and that's a real problem. That's my opinion. But they create a lot of phony ballots. Has your mind shifted? In other words, I think if Republicans start out election day down 200, 300, 500,000 votes, that's, that becomes nearly impossible to catch up with. For some reason, Republicans always wanted to go out on Tuesday and they wanted to vote. And I respect that. I think it's great. And it would be great if we could get back to one day and we all the things that you said with one thing I agree else, with you. With voter ID. With voter ID. Because the Democrats don't and want signature voter verification. How about this? They don't want voter ID because they want to cheat. You know, they want to cheat. They don't want voter ID. Even the Democrats, regular Democrat people want voter ID, but the leaders don't because they can't cheat. The one thing we have to be very careful of is phony ballots. Everything you say is great, but they create ballots. That's my opinion, and that's the opinion of a lot of people. Will you encourage your voters, based on the system we have, to ha go along with the system of early voting and voting by mail? Because I, I, I think if you don't, you it's a big mistake. No, no, no. I will, but those ballots get lost also, Sean. You know, they send them in and all of a sudden they're gone. Those ballots get lost also. The answer is I will because you would like it. But you okay. know what? Can you I be honest? For me. Okay. But a lot I got to take a break. But Sean, a lot of bad things happen to those ballots also. They're sent in early and all of a sudden, where are they? That's not a recipe to win. And again, and you're surrendering a principle. You can hear that he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> He's very COVID on this. Uh, you're telling me that Sean, a lot of those ballots get lost there, Sean. A lot of them. Same day, voter ID, staying in ovation. You can hear the crowd go nuts. Uh, why? Because they're... By and large, or they think they are, by and large, honest, good people. They think that that mitigates evil. It mitigates deception. It mitigates, mitigate, who is it mitigate? You keep talking about mitigate, please. It mitigates theft. They want that. Again, is it perfect? No. Let, let the good be the perfect, uh, the enemy of the perfect, though, or the perfect be the enemy of the good, rather. Uh, he doesn't want to do it. I think that he's going to have to do it. But can you out evil evil? You'd be far better off in working towards a system where mail-in ballots don't count and they are not permissible. Everyone understands an absentee ballot. I'm not going to get into this. I don't feel like explaining this anymore. And you probably don't feel like hearing it, so I'm not going to. But no one, I mean, why is it that no one is opposed to an absentee ballot? You know, for somebody who's out of the country, overseas, serving in the military, is on a Navy ship or wherever, and wants to file an absentee ballot. You hardly you, you hear anyone say anything untoward about that. You start talking about mailing them in, though, and they go, <laughs> Why? Because we know that there's fraud built into it. We know it. 
There is a ray of light at the end of this tunnel here, though. And let me just say to you, with all of the millions of prepositioned, thanks to the illegal aliens that they snuck in in the last uh, 24 months or 22 months, how many months is it? Coming up on 30, you know, 30 months. There's a lot of prepositioned mail-in ballots that are already ready to go. They've already, they're already marked Biden, whoever, whatever state. Why then is the regime so dedicated then to throwing him in jail? They must not be hunted, convinced that the scheme is going to work again. For some reason, they have some doubt that, yeah, we've got the fix is in, but they don't feel confident in it because if they did, then they wouldn't be pursuing trying to lock POTUS 45 Donald John Trump up at the bottom of Leavenworth. <laughs> 